This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. Today I want to clarify something for you that is uh, permeating our society, but a misunderstanding is also permeating society. Uh, I've covered a portion of this, so I'm going to move to a bit higher bit today. But we talked about how people are using the word guru. You know, he's a techie guru, or he's a guru of finance, or all these different things. And I've talked about this side of things before, where, you know how it is, it's like sales. They use these key words, or (laughs) somebody writes you a resume, they say all these key terms, that means you're absolutely fabulous. And they go through using words really out of context, but it's a it's a means to express their concern or express their confidence in things. The point I want to bring today about the use of the word guru is what it actually means from the spiritual point of view and what you need to know about it so you don't get a bogus one. Now, there are people that are putting forward all sorts of crazy ideas from everybody takes psychedelic drugs or sex is my uh, religion or show some magic, make ash come out of your hand or turn out gold necklaces or all this trickery stuff. And none of this will actually assist you or help you or improve your consciousness level. So what is required? What is the qualifications of a guru who is actually qualified to give you guidance? One that you can surrender to, meaning I believe everything you say, even if I don't understand it yet. Because this is a situation, particularly in the early stages of spiritual life, where we're coming to realize, well, how to let go of my material misconceptions, how to free myself from all the attachments that's limiting my progress in spiritual life, How do I develop an attachment? How do I develop a perspective when you're bombarded and surrounded by people who are just materialistic-minded? So you want a guru who is, first of all, not in the same category as everybody else. They cannot be a materially-minded person who's concerned with money. Next, they have to be above the yoga practices in the sense of physical yoga. Now, we have that going on all over the place. Yoga clinic, yoga classes, yoga this. Bring your mat and your tight clothes. This is not the path for this age. If you believe that God, the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, Allah Buddha, Krishna, however you want to look upon it, but the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the topmost person, if you believed them to be benevolent, always looking out for your benefit, benevolent. Now, we're not talking about the people who don't have any spiritual realization yet and think that everything that goes wrong in their life is God's fault. There's no realization in that person. We're talking about the person who understands that what I do causes what I get. And what I have done in the past causes what's going to come come around in my future. So, above that platform, we understand that the Lord is constantly providing an opportunity, a doorway, a path, a guru, a realized personality available to the humans on the planet such that they can take refuge of that individual, they can take confidence in that individual, they can surrender to that individual 
surrender is a totally another subject, but let me just briefly define that the surrendering to the spiritual master means to accept what he's telling you is true. That he does not have an ulterior motive. He doesn't want your money, he doesn't want your car, he doesn't want your income, he doesn't want anything from you. He wants you to follow the instructions so you can advance your consciousness. So this is the topmost spiritual master. This is a real guru. He has to be above self-interest completely. He has to be beyond the material conception of life completely. He has to have a benevolent attitude toward the fallen living entities in these material bodies just like the Lord does. In the Vedic literature, the spiritual master is described as the most confidential servant of the Lord and that he should be offered as much respect as the Lord because he's repeating the Lord's message without deviation. This is a real spiritual master. So he's above all these petty things that we see. He's above all these struggle for money and struggle for existence. Completely beyond all that. His life is solely and wholly dedicated to your upliftment. He's a selfless person. And he is bringing the message of the Supreme Lord to you. How you get out of the misconceptions of material existence and how you lift yourself to the spiritual platform and become qualified for pure devotional service. The spiritual master sees all of the living entities the same. Not seeing the bodies, he's seeing the consciousness and knowing that the symptoms of the consciousness, the symptoms of every jiva, every living entity is the same. We all want to be happy. We all want to have activities. We all want to be giving. We all are truthful. We all are compassionate. We are all respectful. We are all divine. We are all eternal. Well, the spiritual master sees that in every person's eyes. He is not seeing your body, uh, old man, young man, tall man, short man, boy, girl. None of the differences that the society we're living in is focusing on. The spiritual master ignores all of it. It's not the platform that gives you the stability, the spiritual awakening, the fulfillment of heart that you're looking for. And he's fully aware of that. So he's not relating to you on that platform. And this is why we have so much trouble developing our spiritual life because everybody we know is on that platform. We have to understand that the spiritual master is a fully liberated, independent, self-sufficient, realized soul who is directly repeating the message of Godhead for your benefit. His selfless service is your benefit. Then we have to understand which category is he in. Now, I touched on this a moment ago, and now we'll kind of clear this up. The concepts given by someone who is trying to tell you how to improve your material life, to get a better job, to move up the ladder, that's not a spiritualist. The person who is trying to tell you, oh, do yoga exercises, do mental yoga exercises, this person, again, they are not realized souls. They cannot help you. That is not the correct platform either. And then there's the Persons who preach an impersonalist energy concept of Godhead. 
that the Lord is not seen or perceived in any state or any fashion, and he's just energy. This person, again, is unqualified to actually be a spiritual master. So we have a lot of these levels of gurus, teachers, yogis, that are spreading information that is incomplete. Now, I'm sure there's people that are doing things that are wrong, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about, let's give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not cheating you. They're trying to give you a little bit of upliftment, but it's minute in its effect. But he must be above these platforms to actually be a representative of the Lord. And if he's not yet mature enough to be a representative of the Lord, don't follow him. You're taking the long way to spiritual realization. The realized soul, the actual confidential servant of the Lord, teaches you about the personal aspects and the localized aspects of the Lord and teaches you about your eternal occupation and your eternal relationship with the Lord. That's the starting point. That's the platform that the real bona fide spiritual master starts at. Now, I could go on and on and on about what he can take you to, and that's really not our point today. Our point is understanding who is worth following, who is worth surrendering to, who is a qualified spiritual master or guru. As you know by listening to our program, that the Vedic literature is based on a chain of spiritual masters called a disciplic succession. That there is a succession. It is not broken. The responsibility is the same to every single one of the persons in that succession to deliver the message of the Supreme Personality of Godhead to the living entities trying to inquire about what is absolute truth without adulteration and without deviation. This means that if you met a spiritual master 3,000, 5,000 years ago and you met a spiritual master yesterday, if he's in the Vedic line, if he is a Vaishnav, and he is actually a bona fide representative of the Lord, you get the same message. It's unadulterated. This is the clue to whether you have a bona fide spiritual master or you don't. The Vedic literature describes the great sages, the great individuals, the great acharyas and teachers, the great spiritual masters in the Vedic literature's succession which brings you right up to today. And those spiritual masters all say the same thing. They may have to say it in a different language or in a different context or a different approach, a different perspective for you to recognize it or realize it, depending on your education level. But the message is not adulterated in the slightest. And this is where the spiritual master says, you come out of your quest for spiritual realization and become one who gives spiritual realization. And how do you do it? By understanding the message and repeating it without adulteration. Even if you're very new, you only know 10% of the spiritual master's instructions. If you repeat that 10% without adulteration, this is empowerment. If you change it, the power is lost. You are a cheater. So you can begin assisting anyone in your life who's inquiring, like you are, if you listen and surrender and serve and accept the instructions from a qualified spiritual master in the disciplic succession. 
So this is the most important concept when it comes to choosing a spiritual master. They must have a personal and localized as well as impersonal understanding of the Lord, all three. They must have a link, a direct initiation link to the previous spiritual master in the disciplic succession. And they must have committed themselves to passing on that message without adulteration and giving it to whoever inquires from whichever perspective or however uh, level of understanding they are without any confusion, without any charge. A bona fide spiritual master never takes money for his service to you. He's not on that platform. The relationship is not on that platform. He doesn't want you on that platform. It is not a spiritual platform as soon as there's money involved. He is on the platform of service and surrender. And you have to come to the platform of service and surrender. In the beginning, it may, it may be very difficult. In the beginning, you may not understand. Uh, you may have to follow some instructions that you don't understand why it's important. Until you do realize why it's important. Because all of the instructions of the Lord and all the instructions imparted by the spiritual master are meant to show you don't do these things because it increases the difficulty and do these things because it improves your advancement. He's giving you do's and he's giving you don'ts and he's giving you guidance and instruction where you can lift your consciousness from the illusory conception of life, materialistic conception of life, and enter into spiritual realization, spiritual knowledge, spiritual realization. Looking for a spiritual master in this day and age, in any day and age, is the responsibility of those in the human form of life. The human form of life is that platform where you can accept a spiritual master and understand his teachings and see and take them, accept them in proper perspective and perceive and recognize your spiritual advancement for yourself. There will always be people that say, oh, you're doing great. And those people say, oh, you're crazy. You're doing terrible. This is always going on in this material world. It's the world of duality. And depending upon their perspective and position, they'll look upon you as being uh, in, on the right path or on the wrong path. So you need to have some stable person who is independent of this good and bad concept, who is actually realized in spiritual knowledge and the method and the path and the process for developing love of God. And that is the spiritual master. And that relationship with the spiritual master, as soon as you develop it, it ends up becoming constant. First, you listen to the spiritual master, and then you think about what he said. And then you listen some more, and you think about what he said. And you look at your life, and you see how it impacts your life, how it clarifies so many things in your life. And gradually, your perspective becomes to accept the spiritual master's perspective. And it gives you so much more vision so much more stability, so much more awareness, so much more upliftment, so much more detachment, so much more liberation, freedom. And gradually the spiritual master's perspective becomes your perspective. And you can turn around and look back and go, oh my goodness, I'm not lost in the material world anymore. I'm not absorbed in material activities. Those things that I was caring about that I thought was a goal don't matter anymore. 
And this is one of the symptoms. It's repeated uh, throughout the Vedic literature. That when one advances in spiritual life, he automatically develops detachment from the material false possessions, false goals. They don't have any merit. They don't have any interest. The spiritually realized person doesn't care about these things, doesn't strive to be part of it, doesn't participate in the nonsense that society thinks is so important. Your quest for a spiritual master is an important responsibility in the human form of life. Don't give it up. But understand how to identify a real spiritual master, qualified spiritual master, from those pretenders. We're getting that in the Western world. And back in the 60s, there was no spiritual masters in the West. They were all confined to the Eastern countries, India, Nepal, Pakistan, different areas there, where a spiritual master was a way of life. And they had some good ones and some bogus ones. But in the late 60s, Srila Prabhupada, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, he brought the Vedic culture to the Western world and he taught it without adulteration. He did not give you any bogus ideas. And the whole thing spread like wildfire worldwide. Now we have all sorts of people that profess to be spiritualists. They're from any country you can imagine, every country you can imagine. And they have some or a little bit or even a fair amount of knowledge and spiritual understanding, but the realization and the selflessness is not there. They are not backed by the bona fide spiritual master's disciplic succession. They are standing on their own strength and ability. Now, this is no merit. This is rejected in the Vedic system. You can't give what you don't have. And you require a complete, thorough, exhaustive understanding of Vedic knowledge, of your predicament, of reality, of the absolute truth. You require all of the answers for all of these heavy subjects. But you actually fully advance and stay advanced and liberate yourself and return back to Godhead. It's all necessary. And you can't get it from someone who is not in the disciple succession. It's the design of the Supreme Lord. Now, furthering that concept of the design, the Lord does not recommend physical yoga or even mental yoga in this age. It takes too long to come from the base platform up through the different classes, up to the different levels, up to the point where you're actually on the spiritual platform. We don't have that concentrating ability any longer. These phones have ruined the minds of most of humanity now. And the people can't concentrate. They can't focus. So the Lord sees this. He perceived this coming. He knows past, present, and future. And so does the spiritual master. By the divine grace of the Lord, he knows past, present, and future. And we realize that the people can't follow these long, meditative, concentrative, yogic, positional types of realization in this age. It's just not practical or applicable. So the Lord devised the method of the Maha Mantra where the sound vibration in the Maha Mantra automatically gives you perfection in all the yogic processes. 
The mind is engaged. The breathing is engaged. The senses are controlled. The uh, material activities are reduced. The link to the spiritual world is opened. The vibration of the spiritual strata is delivered to you. Love of God is tasted through the vibration of the mantra. All of this that takes so many years, so much practice, so much discipline, has been consolidated into the energy, into the power, into the potency of the Maha Mantra so that you can use it anywhere, anytime, under any circumstance and free yourself instantly from the material predicament, material consciousness. So if the spiritual master is not preaching the Maha Mantra, not giving you a personal and, and localized and as well as energetic conception of the Supreme Lord in all three features. He has some motive to do with money or return from something from you for his guidance and service. He cannot deliver you to the spiritual strata. So you need to know these basic principles and you need to see to it that anyone you turn to and surrender to must be in the disciplic succession, must have these qualities, must be purified, and be on the platform of liberated, realized soul. We're advising that if you read the Vedic literature, starting with Bhagavad Gita as it is, which is the principal book of instruction from the Supreme Lord, who is given to us by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. He is a bona fide initiated disciple in the cyclic succession of spiritual masters. He has proven himself in every aspect of his life, in every one of his teachings, to be consistent, to be realized, to be totally compassionate upon the living entities, and who have improved the lives of countless living entities in the human form of life by his totally transcendental instructions. So we're advising you on this program that you can begin spiritual life simply by getting a book by His Divine Grace and reading it and understanding you are taking shelter of the bona fide confidential servant of the Lord who has taken a vow to deliver you the Vedic literature in an unadulterated form so it has full potencies for you to become a fully realized, spiritualized, liberated, transcendental personality by reviving your eternal relationship with the Lord and fulfilling the perfection of the human form of life. Chanting the Maha Mantra, reading the Vedic literature, rendering service and inquiring from the bona fide spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, eating only food that's been offered to the Lord before you take it, and chanting the Maha Mantra all the time. This is the process for this age that the Lord designed. This is the process that the bona fide spiritual master is delivering to you. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.